Welcome to The Real Deal, the podcast where we have honest conversations about leadership, mindset, and real estate with first gens. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and I'm a first gen myself. In this podcast, I'll share with you my journey, my challenges, my successes, and my failures. I'll also interview other first gens who are making an impact in the leadership and real estate industry and beyond. Whether you're a first gen or not, you'll find valuable insights, tips, and inspiration in this podcast. So sit back and enjoy the real deal. Hello and welcome to the podcast where today we will be talking about how to set yourself up for a successful 2024. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and today I have a very special guest with me. I'm just so happy to have her be part of my day today. She is the founder of Mujeron Movement, featured on Telemundo, Univision, and Be Latina. And she is empowering the Latina community to take action and become the mujerones of our dreams. She is Sonia Alejandra Saunders. I am so excited to have you on the show. Sonia, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for the invitation. And I'm super excited. I was really excited when I saw the title of the podcast because this is my jam. I love doing like goal setting and just yeah. really ourselves up for success. So thank you so much for the invite. Oh, absolutely. It's my honor. I've been just watching you and your journey and I just can't wait to like dig right into this topic. I know you're very passionate about what you do. I'm just going to open it up for any of those listeners who may not know who Sonia is. I want you to tell us who you are and what you're doing and your mission and your business. Yes. So my name is Sonia Alejandra Saunders. I am a coach, speaker, and the founder of Mujer on Movement. Uh, Mujer on Movement is a Latina platform where we help Latina professionals and entrepreneurs to connect, really step into their power and become the best version of themselves. I'd love to say become the Mujeron of your dreams because I feel like this journey in life, right? We were all put on this planet for a very special reason. And it's so hard sometimes to navigate through that and find that purpose. So when I created Mujeron Movement, I wanted to create a space where we're able to really dive deeper into that, into our purpose, what we're meant to be, and you know, connect with other women that are on that same journey of becoming the best version of themselves. And uh, through this, I found that a lot of women wanted to create their own thing. They wanted to create, you know, whether it's a platform, a movement, a community, a business. There's so many forms that we can create, right? And, and I think that's kind of what we really focused on now is helping women just create their dream life. What does that look like for you? Is it a business? Is it in a platform form, what what does it look like for each of us? And I like to kind of focus on the mujeron of your dreams because it truly is different for all of us. So um, I want to kind of share a little bit more about my story, if that's okay with you. Please. <laughs> I love to paint the picture of why am I even here on this yeah. and my mission and my story today. 
Um, so when I was a 19 year old, I really wanted to be a TV reporter. That was like my biggest dream to be on camera and, you know, all the shows that we grew up watching in Spanish. I really just saw that for myself. And I don't know if anyone that's listening remembers Nuestra Belleza Latina, but it's a reality TV show slash beauty on Univision, which is one of the, the biggest Hispanic networks here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing like the commercials come up and feeling like, oh, I could do that. And that could be the fast track of getting into, you know, this TV industry world. So I decided to participate in that time. And when I was able to get the opportunity to be there, I slowly started to realize like all the other part of the industry that is probably not so beautiful. And I feel like everything that we do, right, has like that harsh side of, you know, whether it's the stereotypes or we're not knowledgeable enough or we don't feel like we belong. All of these different things started to come up for me. And throughout that time, I wasn't really involved in self-development the way that I am now. Um, so through my participation, you know, there were several comments made or things that the producers would say of like, hey, Sonia, if you really want to be successful in this industry, you need to look the part. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, in order for me to advance, they had asked me that I needed to lose like 10 to 15 pounds in a month so that I can come prepared, right? Because when you travel from the audition into the studios in Miami, it's like a whole thing, right? And that's when we're really going to narrow down who's going to stay in the competition and da, da 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 all those things. So here I was, I knew I, I wanted to really be there. So my brother at the time was boxing. And if anybody has tried to do anything like boxing training, it is such an amazing workout. But they're like experts at losing weight fast because they're always making weight. So, yeah. here I, you know, following like a boxer's freaking again on like running in a sweatsuit and all of these things I really wanted to get this dream I really wanted to become this version that I thought in my mind was who I was meant to be and I like to say that because no matter what you're doing I feel that when we allow people to tell us who we are or what our worth is and we're not really we haven't really done the inner work we allow that to really impact us So here I was, right, putting myself through this, like, really rigorous workout and eating and all that because someone was telling me that that's what I needed to do in order to become that version of myself. And at the time, you know, I thought it was just a part of the the whole thing. Um, The women empowerment movements hadn't really come up. They weren't as popular as before, right? We were accepting a lot of those beauty standards. And I made it to Miami dropped 15 pounds I remember the judges like pointing at me because like wow she looks so different and I I just remember not feeling like I was worthy enough even after I had dropped the weight and I think for me it was such a big life lesson because a lot of times we're waiting until we're the certain weight we're waiting until we have the certain money. We're waiting until we live in the cert- the specific house, right? We have the specific job in order to be happy. But when you get there, if you don't, if you didn't work on yourself and you really your self acceptance, 
you won't feel happy even when you get there. And for me, that was one of the biggest lessons that came out of that because because I was so focused on just dropping this weight and I didn't really work on my own self-confidence that I could show up, you know, no matter what and claim my space in this, you know, in, in this competition, even after the weight and I felt amazing, I was so insecure and I didn't feel like I fit in. And I mean, mind you, I was in a reality TV show. You need to do fitness guest set or whatever so that you can yeah. Yamara and I was like almost hiding from it because of secure because I was believing what these people had said to me so in in my my time at the competition there was you know like I said some comments being made even within the own participants and I remember this girl said no one is on mujeron. They're not going to choose a mujeron to win this competition. <laughs> that word mujeron stung so much because I knew her. And I just remembered that word, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I remember just feeling like I want to go home. Sure enough, I got eliminated. And when I went back home, I really fell into just a lot of insecurities. Yeah. I it was really hard I kind of spiraled there for a little bit I'm like what's next like I had the taste of what I wanted for so long being in national tv you know walking these these uh studios that were in network where everybody that if you know they're pursuing a tv career network is is the goal so I felt like a part of me felt like I wasn't enough because I had already had the opportunity and I wasn't even able to seize that moment. Right. I remember just feeling so sad, you know, 19 years old, not really having worked on myself. And one thing that I remember that someone shared in that space, that Mm -hmm. someone that had already made it, you know, that was already working for the network, I think they, like, he sensed the energy and he said, hey, I need to tell you this. Everyone you know, can take away your beauty, but no one can take away your preparation. And that really stuck with me. So I knew that going forward, all I needed to do to pursue this dream was to get prepared, right? Like really work on that confidence of, hey, if I really submit to just preparing myself, then the confidence will come. So I did that, went to school, got my degree in journalism and communications, um, and I started knocking on doors locally in my town in Phoenix and, you know, fast forward, I landed a job on TV and this was it, like my big break. I felt like it was like the stepping stone into a better network and then maybe making it further along. But that part of like not worthy followed me for so many years. I remember it being chosen to be on this local show and there were certain insecurities that didn't allow me to just shine like I would literally dim my light and I I feel like that was another big lesson in my life if you don't really work on yourself any little comment that other people make about ourselves yeah us can really stick and like burn and sting right yeah. but yeah I feel like that was such a huge part um so para no ser <laughs> i love it um and i've heard this story you've shared this with me before i've i've heard you talk about it in front of 
an audience. And it's one of the things that really attracted me to you, Sonia, was the first time that I met you in San Francisco during the event with a Courage Driven Latina with Erica Cruz, right? So I had already been following you and I think it was that imposter syndrome inside of me that I was still battling through like where I'm trying to find the community in that space and the network, right? Because I, I knew that that was a safe space for me to be in. But I always looked up to like women such as yourself, such as Erica, coaches who are already, you know, um, doing the things that I wanted. Like I saw myself following your footsteps, right? Um, and I was like so just I was just so thrilled to be in the same room with a, a lot of these amazing women, right? So um, I was thinking, oh my God, they've got their stuff figured out. And as I am experiencing the event, your vulnerability of you sharing your struggles, like, oh my God, you just cannot believe how that um, just correlated with me. And like that really just allowed me to like let myself bloom and understand that, oh my God, even, even, even the woman that you look up to, like they're trying to figure stuff out too. Um, and honestly, it was just that really deep connection that I felt at that moment when you did share your story and when you shared your vulnerability. And I really think that's what we have as our power right now as women and who are trying to step into different areas and um, into leadership roles, just really following our dreams is knowing that it's okay to like tap into your intuition and the feelings that we have. You're not alone. Um, so I really just want to thank you for that, just for being so like real and just, man, just being like a down to earth human being and really just allowing to share your vulnerabilities because I know it's not easy. And I think that's one of our struggles that, you know, that a lot of us are working through right now. So really, I just wanted to share that publicly because you that that emotion that I felt um, at that moment really does just come from you because I was like, oh, my God. Like, I look up to her and she's so vulnerable, right? And um, I really did appreciate that. And I know that your story is your biggest message. So, no, thank you for sharing. <laughs> That's one of the biggest things I feel that we struggle with, especially Latinas, right? We were only mm -hmm. told to not really say our problems or our issues, right? <laughs> so, this definitely felt a little bit different and it hasn't been easy I think for anybody that does the self-work and the self-development it's not work but I think the more we're open to just letting go and being okay that we don't know all the answers we don't have everything together and as a unison we kind of open up to that right a lot one else to be everything figured out I know I would either, yeah. That's so right. I, I appreciate it because it's such a big part of the the journey. It is. It, it truly is a big part of the journey, which now that we're in the spaces that we're in, right, it's all about like helping that version of ourselves, who we were last year, last month, even yesterday. Um. So let's talk about how to set ourselves up for a successful new year, 2024, right? We're setting goals and a lot of, um, 
the women in our community are, are aspiring to do more, to actually get out of their comfort zone, to go towards whatever that goal may be, whether it be starting a podcast, starting their own business, going into you know the public sector, whatever the industry may be. Um, what are some of the key habits um, or strategies that you would recommend for anyone who is looking to start any new journey right now and going into 2024? Yeah, I I think especially when setting ourselves up for success, I think I always like to start with first reflecting right where we're at right now. Yeah. And one of the ways that we can do that is just do a small audit in our life, like check in with yourself. How are you feeling? You know, where do you, where do you want to go next? And really just get a little bit deeper into why do you want to even start this next journey, whatever it is, the project, whatever it is that you're working on. I think that if we start with just the why, it really allows us to just get more clarity on where we're going to even take that project. Um, but I would definitely start with reflecting with your year, uh, celebrate also the wins that you did have, right? Because we're so, we're so good at saying, well, I didn't do this. I didn't accomplish that. I really want to get to this next phase, you know, our next level. You know, if I, if only I could stop doing this, I could have more time. You know, we're so good at pinpointing what we're doing wrong, but think about all the things you're doing right. All of the things that you've accomplished so far and allow yourself to celebrate that. Make it a big deal. I tell my clients all the time, every step that you take right towards just even getting prepared to take the next step is a big win that you should celebrate, that you should pat yourself on the back, that you should write about, that you should just really allow to sit there for at least a few minutes, right? I'll just celebrate. So really... <laughs> Allowing yourself to celebrate how far you've come in order for you to really get into the next step of what's coming. Now, if we want to get a little bit more into the strategy, of course, like sitting down and planning some out, mapping out what that would look like in 2024 for you, right? Getting very specific with how much time are you going to allocate for this new project, and all of those things are super important. But if you don't know why you're doing it first, none of the other things are going to matter. Because when it gets hard, when it gets hard to show up, if your why is not very strong, it's going to be so easy for you to just throw the towel, throw in the towel. Yeah, that is so true. Um, I think doing the inner work, taking the time to find clarity there and getting to know ourselves a little bit more. Sometimes we're just so busy. We have, we wear a lot of hats. I think one thing that should be on everybody's goal list in 2024 is spending more time with ourselves. Because as we were talking, you know, finding out what we really want and getting to know ourselves is one of the best ways to really have more clarity on where we want to go and what actions we want to take and one, what things we want to leave behind what new habits we want to acquire, right? It really is all a very personal choice. And the only way that we really get really deep and clear about those those goals is spending more time with ourselves, listening to our thoughts. And as thoughts come up, unpack them a little bit more and then I'll unpack that thought, you know, and it, it can just get very, it can get very deep 
but it's so important to do that inner work. Yeah, so true. Um, so for the moms that are out there and they're interested to like find some sort of like work-life balance, what are some what is some advice that you would um that you would suggest to be able to find that personal and professional life balance while we are pursuing our dreams? Yeah. I think the first thing I want to say is to first get the idea of that balance exists. <laughs> because when you are really committed to one thing, there are going to be other things that fall a little short. But one thing is that it's all like temporary, right? It's all seasonal. Yeah. For example, when I'm like a, a month away, two months away from my event, and even just like the weeks right before my event, I'm probably not going to be the most present mom because there's just so much going on, right? And although I do make certain things that I want in order to have more time with my son, like maybe schedule a play date or schedule a time for us to have one-on-one -on -one time, it's still there, but I know it's not everything, right? Not maybe like all the cooking that I want to do for him and maybe all the activities that we do at home. Like the different things that really allow me to feel like I'm being a present mom. During that time, when you have deadlines and you have all of that, you might not, you know, show up the same way that when now, right now that I, I'm in kind of like an off season for my business. I'm taking, you know, some time off and I've been on full mom mode and my business probably hasn't had the best of me right now, but I'm concentrated on this right now. So I feel like, especially when we're solopreneurs, this is maybe a season that will come. So I think that would be just overall. Now I have two things that I do want to share when it comes to just managing and balancing all of the things. The first one is more on the mindset part and it's self-compassion. Really being just so compassionate with yourself, giving yourself grace through those times where maybe not everything's going to look like you have it all together. Um, you know those days where you get home in La Casa es un desastre, there's a mess at home, but hey, you're kicking it, you're kicking butt in your business. Just give yourself some grace in those times, you know, however that looks like for you. However that chaos looks like for you, give yourself grace during that time. And then the other more strategy part that really has helped me, especially on a day-to-day -day and just a weekly basis, has been to theme my days. So I, Mondays is more like a CEO day. I just kind of check in with my business. It's all like office work to get, you know, those things out of the way. Tuesdays and Thursdays are just calls. I take any calls from podcast recordings to anything coaching falls on that day. Um, anything with my team, right? My virtual assistant, I meet with her on those days. And then Wednesday and Friday are my son, me and my son. There's no work involved. It's just him and I, you know, going to his music class, his swim lessons, we go and like have mommy and, and baby, you know, dates for breakfast. Um, this Friday, we're going to go to the museum. So just like that structure has really helped me to find somewhat of a balance, even when the chaos is there. Like I know that, you know, like I was talking about those weeks when I'm 
approaching my big event, there might be some Wednesdays where I take a call here and there. I was pitching a sponsor at the zoo one time. You know, I closed a client at a freaking department store on the corner. I just like pushed the clothes to the side and just took the call there. Awesome. So it kind of looks right? But we got to make it happen. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me is that I'm able to close deals at the zoo. Like, what the heck is that? You to do that. mom, <laughs> <laughs> But also pursue my dream. Yeah. And all I want to say, it's not always going to look like what we see on Instagram. Yeah, that's so true. I love what you just said about the structure and treating every day differently. And we can't beat ourselves up for not following the schedule, like, you know, to the T of it. And we have to be flexible because we come home and we're, again, nobody teaches you, right? No, nobody teaches you how to, I mean, we have a lot going on already trying to balance um, our professional life with our personal life with our mommy responsibilities. So I really like that concept of like treating every day differently. So don't, don't beat yourself over perfection. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think going back to like the strategy part or one of the biggest things that we talk about inside my program is time and and energy management as well, because we're so used to about time management, but what about your energy? Like, where is your energy throughout the day and making sure that we schedule the harder tasks at the time that you have the best energy, right? So some of us are night owls, some of us are not early birds, you know, it just depends on when you feel the most uh, productive and making sure that you schedule the harder creative stuff when you feel the most energized, the most vibrant, you know, throughout the day. Yeah, that is that is true, which brings me to my next question. Um, what are some of the resources or tools that you would recommend for us to be able to like stay committed and stay productive? I guess once we decide to go ahead and take action, also how do we stay motivated throughout, not just for the beginning of the year, but throughout the new, throughout the whole entire year? Yes, I would like to share one of the frameworks that I share with my clients and when I created this I tried it out for maybe you know a year of me really committing to these four steps throughout my day that really helped me kind of like especially when I'm waking up in that negative energy or you know you're just not having the best of day and you feel like you're not going to be productive but you really want to get things done because also those days are important, right? Where we're just like, screw it. I'm going to just reschedule everything. I need a day off. Those are important as well. But I I like to share the game framework. And um, each letter symbolizes something. So for the G, it's gratitude. And just waking up or whenever you have time in your day and just feel grateful about what you do have and what you have accomplished. Really sitting in that gratitude allows us to just switch and like shift our mindset into the positive of what is going on in life, right? Because a lot of times it's easy to think about the negative part. But when we really sit in gratitude, I mean, I've even really done research on how much that people who often sit in gratitude just 
have a more positive lifestyle and life in general. Um, the second one is um, taking action, right? So the, the A stands for action. And for me, action means like, what action am I going to take? What are the actionable steps? So really setting up a plan, whether it's like a three-step thing, right? What are three things that I can get done today in order for me to get closer to my goal? But being clear about what the actionable steps you're going to take are going to just bring more clarity and more ease. It's almost like when you have all these things on your mind and you just kind of dump it on paper to kind of you know, build a plan or what you're going to do. The action, the A stands for for that, like just making time to think about what the actionable steps are. And the M is mindfulness, just what, however you practice mindfulness, whether it's meditation, prayer, right, journaling, however it is that you practice mindfulness, doing that part so that you can step into that, you know, time with yourself. And then the last one is exercise slash movement. Just not everybody, you know, exercises the same way, whether it's just you dancing, moving your body, stretching your body, whatever it is. When you bring in the body into this whole mix, it's just a different, you know, chemically in our bodies. Moving our body will really get you in a better state. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love everything that you just said. I um I'm just so fortunate, Sonia, to be able to be able to be in your in in your circle. And I can't wait to see what is coming for you in the future. So what are your goals and what does 2024 look like for you, Sonia? And Mujeron Movement. I know you have Mujeron Movement. You also have Mujeron University. Um, so what does that look like for Sonia Alejandra right now? Yes, I appreciate that question. I'm really like getting very focused on what the structure of Mujeron Movement is going to look like. I feel like we've been able to build out the different elements, the events, the program, the podcast, right? And the community portion as well. So I think really doubling in the Wuhan University is going to be one of the things just okay and on that how do we grow it how does that look what are what are women really seeking in that space and making it even better yeah um, one of the things that I'm really going to focus on for 2024 so we might be launching more than usual uh, I'm probably going to be launching you know every quarter next next year just because I've been doing one to two launches a year, and I just feel like that's something that I'm being called to right now. The real transformation with the women that are a part of my community happens inside the program. Mm -hmm. um, and I just really want to make sure that we are putting it out there, the opportunities there for women to, to be a part of something that's even deeper, right, than the event. Uh, and of course, our Mujeron Movement uh, signature event, we're having that again next year, making more partnerships, more opportunities to give women, you know, yeah. the, the opportunity to grow in community. Um, and then just expanding on the podcast. I feel like the podcast has kind of taken a backseat this past year, and I really want to capitalize on the conversations we're having there. This is our resource for our community so I definitely want to yeah. bring some 
really good knowledge for them and have some really amazing guests. So, you know, maybe just having a few more live podcast recording events. It's it's really going to be what we've been doing, but just on a bigger scale. Oh, my God. So exciting. I just I can't wait. I mean, you are already doing amazing things. Just this past event with, um, you know, with Mujero Movement, you know, their, their conference that that was in October, right? Time flies. <laughs> it's been a month. <laughs> it hasn't been a month. Yes, it has. So thrilled to be part of that event. Oh my God. I wanted to share my experience with you because it really has influenced me and made such a big impact in the way that I want to be able to also set big goals, being in the room and hearing all of the panelists, everybody who was up on that stage, right? And just being there to support each other. It literally felt like you were walking in a room with a bunch of like sisters around you who wanted to see you grow and who are there to support you. I've made such incredible connections and as well as being able to build and nourish these relationships such as with you, Sonia, it, it just meant it meant so much for me. So thank you again for being such an amazing just servant leader that you are with such a huge heart to just give and I wanted to share, I told you I was going to wait towards the end to share the moment that really did touch my heart during the event. And it's kind of funny because you would think it would have been from one of the panelists or the, the you know, any of the amazing speakers that you did have at the event. But the moment that just really broke it down for me, like just gave me a huge breakthrough was talking to your dad. I was talking to your dad. I saw him in the back and I was like, that has to be Sonia's dad. Cause he was the, you know, he was the only older gentleman, Hispanic gentleman sitting in the back. I was, I was looking at him for a little bit and I was like, I really want to connect and just ask him his thoughts on the whole experience of just seeing his daughter up on stage. And he really just shared so many sweet things about just watching you up there. He was just so proud of you. I mean, his face was just lit up. His eyes had a huge sparkle. And I could just tell that he was just such a proud dad. And he was literally, it's almost like he was living his wildest dreams just watching you be up there on stage. So that just meant so much to me. I was like, ah, this is incredible. Because it, it meant for me to have my parents there to support me. My mom did like the whole decorations of the event. I know. Um, and wow, that helping just like move everything. And you know, I we invited him to stay because usually he has never attended one of my events. He knows what we do, and he's he has seen the pictures, you know, like all that. But I kind of <laughs> you should stay. Yeah, it was so cute to just see him talk to you guys because he would come up to me and say Mira, la muchacha de allá viene de places I know I just have an honor to have him there and I appreciate yeah. for sharing that because yeah I think as every first gen mm -hmm. or a immigrant seeing your parents be proud of you is the biggest award that we can get you know, they sacrificed so much for us. And, you know, I didn't even have a high school education. And just to see him build his business had inspired me in so many ways. And I never take for granted what they did 
in order for us to have a better life. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I definitely wanted to take the time and share that with you personally, because it just brought upon other types of feelings. Like there are moments where maybe your parents are not very vocal with the feelings that they have or that they experience towards watching us grow, but they're watching and they're feeling the feelings. They may not communicate it all the time, but let's keep making that impact because yes, we're standing up there as one, but really we have a whole bloodline of people who have put in the work and the effort to give us the opportunities that we have now. That's beautiful. I wish I could hug you right now. I know. Zoom hug. <laughs> it's like, and this is hard, right? Ladies, like getting listening, going after your dreams is not easy, right? It's the hardest thing to do to just really step out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there for people to see all your insecurity see your vulnerability like you don't know what is going to happen what however receive it but it's these type of conversations these type of spaces right even what you're what you're creating here with your podcast and you know where we met at the event with Eric (laughs) you know all of these different things we allow you to feel like you're not alone because that'd be right and I think if you guys take anything from today's podcast episode is find your people, your circle. It could be, you know, your your family. It can be someone else. It can be people that are going through the same journey as you are. But really find your people and hold on tight because that is just the beauty of it all. Yes. Yeah. And I also told them I was going to invite my dad to sit next to him for the next event. <laughs> we will have someone come and do like a speech just for them i know right i couldn't even believe my dad he's and i just picture his face yeah understands maybe half of what i'm doing (laughs) um but again i just it's it's a great feeling right to have them watch what we're doing and seeing our accomplishments because again i feel like they're living their wildest dreams through us yeah can you imagine <laughs> like you know I remember when i was first starting my coaching program and if if i haven't shared this with you i actually helped his business on the side as well he told me yeah i still share that yeah <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm kind of curious to see what he said. Maybe you can hear the recording. I felt like I was talking to my dad, Sonia. <laughs> when I first initially was working with him, it was, it was such a just breakthrough for me to see all that he had built on his own and how he was managing this multi-million dollar company with just himself. And a few workers and everything else was just him and my mom. And, you know, we've been able to grow. We've been able to move into like a more of a warehouse space where he used to be. It was just like open land and, you know, just wild. And slowly he's, I start to see him step into his own confidence because he's seen his business grow. But um, one of the biggest things for me has just been like, learning that through him 
and I forgot where I was taking this, but I just, <laughs> I think I know where you were taking it because we come from a background of people who are just so committed to their, to their work, right? We have um, a culture of bloodline again, that comes um, with a strong work ethic. And I also share, I still help my dad with his business as well. So just, again, I think we're, nobody teaches you that the biggest work that you're going to do is actually in you and yourself, because we try to help so many people because that's what, you know, our, we, we love our family, <laughs> our, our parents, um, are always going to be a big part of who we are. So Anyways, but thank you for sharing all of that. Oh my God, you completely have made my day. I've had such a great time talking to you. I feel like we should do this more often. Thank you so much for the opportunity, for the chat. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You grow and see us grow together. That's thank right. You. Yeah, no, and thank you for sharing everything that you shared and getting us to like move that needle to be able to take action with the new year right around the corner. So... Thank you so much. And how do we find you before we jump off? Tell us yes. how we connect with you. You can tune into my podcast. It's the Mujeron podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And you can follow me on all social media platforms as Mujeron Movement or my personal account, the Sonia Alejandra, where you get more of a glimpse into the mom and entrepreneur life. Uh, Mujeron Movement is really about community and all of that so you can get more about our events and what we're up to so yeah that's where you guys can find me awesome sounds good and i'll make sure to put that all in the notes description for this show thank you so much sonia it was my pleasure having you as my guest speaker today thank you thank you so much <laughs> thank you for listening to the real deal podcast with me wendy acosta I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own life and business. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite platform. It really helps me reach more people and share my message. You can also follow me on social media and visit my website for more resources and tips on how to become a successful real estate leader. Until next time, remember you are the real deal and you have what it takes to achieve your goals. Stay positive, stay focused, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Wendy Acosta Real Deal Podcast. Bye for now.